shut up and sit down. everyone. Um, I was uh, perusing. Is that a word? I was reviewing um, Ask Me Anything questions on my site, and I saw this one by Curious Exploxer. Why isn't your name Curious Explorer? Come on now. Stop making my life difficult. (laughs) So they asked, When fandoms such as Harry Potter and Marvel release new facts, does the new information influence your work in progress? Would you change a completed story because of new information released in the fandom? Um, To answer your first question, no, it does not affect my work in progress. Um, Unless apparently it's Star Trek. I have issues with the Star Trek fandom, um, but I'm, I'm dealing with it. And the second question is, would you change a completed story because of new information? Absolutely not. I would never. Um, no, no. I don't go back to completed works that way, too. The only reason I would edit a completed work is if I wanted to stop panting in their ears. Stop panting in their ears. Um, he, he, he thinks I'm talking to him since I'm talking, and he's the only thing. He's the only other person in here. He's the only other person in here, so he thinks I'm talking to him. Um, and his bone isn't enough uh, enough entertainment, apparently. Come on now. Like, for instance, J.K. Rowling did come out and name James Potter's parents with some truly horrible names that I would never in a million years actually use. Um, that does not exist as far as I'm concerned. That is, no, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, for me... Um, um, can you guys still hear me, or did it? Is it doing it to me again? I'm gonna be so mad. Well, Zan says she can hear me. Okay, okay. Well, Jilly, I still see your number, but you can't hear me because if you can't hear me. I reinstalled Skype, so I hope I can go back to that um, the next time I do a show. Uh, but I didn't think to reinstall it till like five minutes before the show started, so I didn't have time to um, to fix my Skype to, um, to fix my connection in time to actually log in with Skype. But if I fade out again like I did last night, I will definitely switch to Skype for the rest of the show because um, I've now got it. And um, hold on a minute. Do not get in the trash and come right back. We'll see how that goes. Nobody listens to me when I talk. And yes, that was me talking to my dog because he wanted to go get water. Uh, and that's me teaching. I'm, I'm treating him like he's a two-year-old. That's that's exactly what I just did. Anyways. Um, <laughs> for me, canon is like a suggestion there there really is i mean it's like 
sometimes a hopeful, inspiring suggestion, but it's still just a suggestion. He did bring his noisy-ass bone in here. He's had the bone everywhere else in the house but here. And then about five minutes before my show is getting ready to start, he brings it back in here. Good boy. Good boy. Here, good boy. You better not got in that trash. Um, earlier, Jack lost a battle with temptation and stole a blueberry bagel. No, sir. Um... And I don't know if blueberries will hurt him. I, I managed to get, he ate half of it. He ate about half of a piece, like as the top part of a blue ba- blueberry bagel. Get your little ass out underneath my desk. Um, and then uh, I caught him with it, so I don't know if um, it was enough to uh, to hurt him or not, if, if, if blueberries would hurt him, because he's so crazy. I'm sure the cream cheese wasn't good for him. Um, anyways. He's a hassle right now. Um, for me, Canon, you know, I think most of my readers who who read me um, pretty consistently are aware of the fact that Canon means absolutely nothing to me. I mean, it couldn't mean less, honestly, most of the time. Okay, Lady Horror is telling me I have not inadvertently poisoned my dog with blueberries. How about cream cheese? Because <laughs> there was some cream cheese on it, too. <laughs> Just saying. Because that's how I roll. Okay, little asshole. Now he likes watermelon. He likes watermelon, and um, he likes apples, and apparently he likes blueberries. Who knew? His teeth. <laughs> he's got uh, blue all over his teeth. Uh, anyways, what um, for me? You know, like it, it greatly depends on the canon itself because I do tend to have a little bit more respect for the structure of Stargate than I do, say, Harry Potter. And I've noticed that because I was prepping to do my rough trade for November, and I kept tossing out one idea after another, and all of my ideas were um, really space-oriented. I I, I had a hard time getting my mind out of space, so I stopped trying, and I, I, I was going to do a NASA AU, but that felt way too similar to um, actual Stargate. So what I've done is something um, really different. And I was bouncing the idea off my husband, and we were talking about space travel and moving a large ship um, towards another solar system, towards another star. And he was like, no, he knew it was going to be, he knew it was going to be fan fiction. So he was like, well, if they need to go to another solar system, why, why aren't they just calling the Asgard if they're in trouble? And I was like, no, it's an AU. And then I had to explain AU to him because he doesn't actually – he's not in fandom. He doesn't participate in fandom. Um, and um, I'm really excited about the idea. Uh, but I think my ability to, to divorce myself from canon makes – the introduction to uh, new canon um, easy for me. I know for some people, like for a very long time, Evan Lauren didn't have a first name. And so he was called a variety of different things. And um, 
I can imagine how uh, some people might have felt when his name actually came out and suddenly um, they were calling him Evan um, on the show. And they were like, people were like, well, shit. And now I have to, you know, do I, do I go back and edit my story so that it's canon compliant? And I think that if I had had a story that featured Evan Lauren before Evan Lauren got a first name, that I would have definitely gone back and corrected his name because that's the kind of thing that your readers are going to hit you with repeatedly. Um, as far as like new canon um, plot twists and shit like that, no, I do what I want. But um, like, it, like like I said, with the name, um, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Like and or like when I if I wrote in Star Trek Next Generation, O'Brien. Um, didn't have a name at all for a long time on Next Generation, Miles O'Brien. He had no name. Um, he was just transporter chief or transporter guy. And so when the script came out and he had a name, he thought he, the actor thought he'd been replaced and got pissed, not realizing that that was him, that, that they had actually given him a name. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty funny story. But, you know, there, there are probably um, Star Trek stories that feature him, that transporter guy, as a character whose name isn't Miles O'Brien, because at the time they had not given him a name. So, you know, it's a thing. Um, now if I had had a story in the Star Trek universe and um, I had used that character um, and I had given him my own name and eventually they came out with the name, I would go back and correct my work to reflect the name um, that they chose for the character, but only because, you know, like, I don't have a problem doing my own thing, but I don't want to repeatedly run into a situation where I have fans or readers going, hey, um, who is this dude, and what happened to Miles O'Brien, or, you know, or, or, or something like that, because if you're not using the right name based on canon, Either your character's going to get treated like an OC or you're going to cause confusion. There's going to be questions. And I, I go out of my way. I go out of my way to avoid questions. I remember once being in a, um, in a communication workshop in a, in a job I used to have, and um, we, we all had to state our goals. And it, when it came my turn, me and my boss were sitting there, and my, my boss had a like, really lofty, ridiculous, stupid um, goal. And um, I was looking at him like he was crazy by the time he got done, and they could all see it, right? Because that, that asshole didn't do his own mail. Anyway, so anyways, it gets to be my turn. And I, <laughs> they asked me, what's your goal for this? Um, I said, I want to craft an email so perfect that the person receiving it has no desire whatsoever to ask me any questions and, and doesn't contact me on that subject ever again. And everybody was like, yeah, <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> you don't have to respond. There's no need. <laughs> don't feel the need to respond. Kill your blanket. Um, sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody else looked for their blanket and tried to get on it. That was for Jack. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so w- when it comes to characters suddenly having a name, with the exception, of course, for Harry Potter's grandparents, I would go back and make changes. But I am never in a million years going to use those ridiculous names that um, J.K. Rowling um, blanket put on um, those poor people. Those poor people. Lay down. Down. I know you're excited because I'm talking, but you need to lay down. Lay down. <laughs> Sit, stay. And you stay there. He's, you know, he's normally very good about um, following instructions, but we, we've had a very difficult time. And um, he's just really, he's, he's got a lot of anxiety. Um, the last name, the the first names for Harry Potter's grandparents is, in fact, on Pottermore. Um his grandfather's name is Fleamont, F-L-E-A-M-O-N-T. Hell to the fuck no. Um, and I'm not sure what the, the grandmother's name was, but it's not Doria Black, like many people thought, um, which means that Doria Black in canon married a different Potter, maybe the brother of Fleamont, um, or a cousin, um, anyway, <clears throat> anyways, I just I'm, I'm not on board with Fle- Fleamont. I'm I'm really not on board with it. Um, you want your monkey here? Here, have your monkey. Have your monkey. Um, yes, yes, my dog has a has a stuffed monkey. What of it? I'm serious. You got a problem with that? Euphemia, E-U-P-H-E-M-I-A. Yes, um, as far as J.K. Rowling is concerned, all of her content on Pottermore um, is canon. Um, but fuck that, I'm, I'm not on board with that, Joanne. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on board with it. You go on with your bad self. Keep, keep on doing that shit. I'm not reading it. I'm also not going to read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Not going to do it. I probably will watch the, um, no, he's not a sock monkey. He's a regular monkey. He's, um, I'm not even sure if he's actually a dog toy. He's had him forever and he's never ripped him or torn him or anything. Anyways, um, uh, what the fuck was I saying? I am going to see Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I I do want to see that, but I'm not remotely interested in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I read a synopsis of the play, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Are you serious? What the fuck? By the time I got finished reading that synopsis, my face was all screwed up like my no baby icon on um, Facebook. I was just, I, I couldn't, and I was holding my head. And sh- uh, I... <sighs> I've read better fan fiction on fanfiction.net. I'm just saying. I <clears throat> Okay. I don't mean to bash. I'm not trying to bash. It's just it it did not appeal to me at all. Um, the premise and everything, nothing about it appealed to me. So I'm not particularly interested in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and I don't particularly care um, 
if those events are part of the official canon, um, they will not enter my head canon. And the thing about me is that once I establish a head canon, um, on your blanket right now, lay down with your monkey. Lay down. Um, that was my mom voice. I hope nobody got on their blanket. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, babe. I'm on my podcast. Would you put him out before you go to bed? Please. He's driving me bonkers. Outside. Go. 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 <laughs> I don't use that name on the internet. Go. You're going to pick him up. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, uh, did you guys hear my husband? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he really did not want to. He really did not want. Um, 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 he really, he really did not want to go outside. No, he did not. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there that there is a bit of a rumble. There is a bit, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I used to have a friend who would call my house and um, would get really disappointed if I answered the phone because she wanted to talk to my husband first because she liked the way he talked. No. Um. The man and um, Jack aren't getting along. At, he really didn't want to go outside. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, you guys. So what I was thinking about my personal headcanon is is once I establish headcanon, um, I find it very difficult to um, – not difficult. I find myself unwilling to entertain um, any additional canon that fucks with my head canon, you know, because I'm like, no, I, no, <laughs> no, I can't. I just, no, I'm not gonna do it. Um, it's just the way I'm built. I, um, once I start, um, putting together how I think, um, a fan, a, a world should be, um, in fandom, I, I really don't want anybody else's input, not even the original author. Sorry, Joanne. Um, not really. Sort of. But only if you think I'm about suing me. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, <laughs> is that one, I think that, um, I don't believe a fan fiction writer is capable of writing canon material. Um, you can't write in canon unless you are the author of the original canon. 
um, period. Um, so I have never, ever read a canon piece of fan fiction. Have I read fan fiction that's canon compliant? Certainly. Not in the Harry Potter fandom, but certainly. Um, but it isn't my preference. Because if I wanted to read original, I mean, if, if I wanted to read that, I would go back to the source. Uh, that's not why I'm in fandom. I, that, that's not my interest. Um, <clears throat> so it, it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me at all to um, to go there. Uh, it never has. Um, it's just it's just not my thing. Uh, so for me, you know, like one of the things, that, like I said, except for Star Trek, Star Trek has fucked with me a little bit. And that's why I have not seen Star Trek Beyond because um, Into Darkness kind of messed my um, mess with my head because they killed Pike. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not on board with that. I, I'm really not on board with that. I've built this beautiful relationship between Jim um, and Pike as his dad, and I'm, I'm really super not on board with that. I don't like, the, I don't like how they handle the character of Khan. I, um, I like the Admiral Marcus thing. I like that a lot, and that actually plays really well into the conspiracy I was building in the first arc um, of, of Tangled Destinies. So that will, you know appear in some form in in a, in a new episode in you know, in the second or maybe the third arc of, of Tangled Destinies. But as far as like um, some of the character deaths and the destruction of Vulcan, that's just literally not going to happen. I just, I'm, I, I'm not capable. Well, I am very capable of going there, um, but I had no intention of doing so. I said no, 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 no. I write fan fiction to make me happy, not to make me sad. That, I mean, why would you do that? I don't understand people who write. Go ahead and write the big angstiest thing you possibly can if it makes you happy. I just don't understand how it makes you happy. And I don't want you to send me an email telling me how it makes you happy. Because it would probably make me sad. I also get really confused with people who purposely seek out stories filled with explicit torture and rape and murder. I maybe not so much murder. I probably get that one. Um I'm just I'm really super not on board with the with the whole um into darkness plot, um the con thing, um uh Pike's death, Amanda's death in the original um, um, Star Trek movie is not going... No, no. I put Amanda on Earth for a reason. That's why she can be safe. Whether or not Vulcan makes it out of Arc 2 of Tangled Destinies is... I, you know, the thing is, at one point, I would have told you um, that for Arc 2 that I had actually planned to destroy Vulcan, but when... Um, but then I got kind of attached to my Vulcan OCs, and now I'm not sure I can do it. I'm, I'm I'm not sure I can do it. So and probably he shouldn't have done it either. He should not have destroyed Vulcan. It was it was mean. Um. So you know so po- that probably won't happen. Um. But Amanda won't be there regardless of of whether or not it happens. Um. And I don't know what to do with old Spock because old Spock has to make an appearance because that that's the whole thing. That that's the whole reason that that's there, right? Um. That travel through time. Um. 
with 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 Nero and old Spock has to happen because that, that's what created the verse um, and spurned Jim's early birth um, in space. So uh, it's just um, there are a couple of things. I'm still kind of working out in my head as far as Tangled Destinies go. But, you know, like I said, I think that's probably the exception because I never let Stargate um, interfere with my headcanon. Um, I I don't let Harry Potter, back, you know, new facts, old facts, any facts, mess with my my idea or my plot or, you know, I just don't. I just, I really don't. It, it doesn't remotely appeal to me. Um. And so, because the thing is, like I said, if if I wanted to read the original content, I would go back and read the original content. I own the Harry Potter books physically and an ebook, for real. I don't want to read a retelling of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban when I can go actually read the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't need you to rewrite it for me want you to rewrite it for me stop rewriting it the i hate it and that's the oh it is oh it drives me fucking insane when i pick up a harry potter story because i i tend to go there when i don't feel well um and the 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 writer is they change like two or three events and then it's the same fucking story from the first book all the way through to the end Don't you understand the domino effect, the ripple effect? Any little thing you change in the front part of the Harry Potter series will greatly impact the end of the Harry Potter series. I mean, some, I'm so serious about this. If you if you make Harry meet Hermione first on the train, he has a deeper emotional friendship with Hermione than he ever does with Ron in canon. That, that's canon. And you make her his first friend? Would she even have been in the bathroom for that troll incident? Probably not. These are events that would have changed completely based on what you did here in this first chapter. So you literally, when you just, when you change two or three events and then you let the whole damn book fold out just the way and you're just retelling all the same fucking scenes in your own words, I want to stab you. Stop it. So fucking serious. Stop it. Oh, well then. Hello. Can everybody hear me? I'm talking, talking, talking. Okay. So, ah, yes, everybody can hear me. Okay, so I'll comment on my thing. Um, I have learned through a lot of of very subtle assistance from um, various parties that canon is at best by um, uh, um, something to to guide or or, or show, um, hey, this is an option. Um, I tend to chuck it when I really do the AUs, um, or at least um, take the complete sidestep. Um, 
sometimes I'll deal with Canon insofar as everything up until this point is cool and then everything after that point is crap. Uh, sometimes a cherry pick uh, as far as Canon goes. Uh, like with um, Lion Rampart, there's certain things in there that are probably going to end up staying as Canon. But the rest of it is ain't a hope in hell. Um, but that's me. Um, the rest of it, you know, Canon is iffy. You know, it's um, it's fluffy and iffy, and and you can screw with it really well. And I've learned to pretty much do that. There's some things, though, that I do count as pretty solid. Um, the one that that most people will, or at least uh, Kira will remember, is um, when I called her on how old Atlantis was. But that was more because it's the first thing you see when you look at, at Atlantis. But okay. Um, the rest of <laughs> wibbly wobbly tiny limey stuff. Yes, Melody, that 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 works about right. Um, the I guess the only other one that I might actually count anything as canonish is probably um uh, the James Bond universe just for the gadgets, you know, and and that's just because they're really cool gadgets, and I want to use them if I'm going to use the the James Bond universe. I find blog talk terribly annoying. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> okay. And fucking Sna- Skype, I almost said Snape. Fucking Skype wouldn't work either, so I don't even know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <sighs> that sucks. Okay. Well, I don't have my fucking Skype um, extension installed in Chrome, so it's just one thing after another. I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah. Sounds like not, lots of no fun. Um, how much of, of my stuff did you hear? Nothing. Not a. Aha, fantastic. Um, I commented that the only thing I, I actually will um, hold to on canon is anymore is pretty much the age of Atlantis and all the nifty gadgets in James Bond. Yeah, she's a... Hey, the age of Atlantis, the only reason I picked that is because it didn't make sense to have her just be 10,000 years old. It really didn't. You know, and the the nifty gadgets, I mean, come on, there's a lot of nifty gadgets. If you go back to the old James Bonds, yes, you know, in the new ones, they don't give him anything, it's, you know. I know, it's depressing. They, they, they treat him like a hostage. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where, you know, you look at it and you go, okay, there's 007 and James Bond is a use name and, and um, Everybody, you know, who gets it becomes it, and you know, they all have nifty gadgets, and and I'll take that. You know, but whatever. It's a lot of different things. Um, <clears throat> you have definitely screwed with how I I deal with um, canon anymore. 
because um, most of the time I do I do ignore a lot of it. All right, so. I don't know. For me, for me, Ken, like I said, Ken is just a suggestion. But um, what it boils down to is that um, uh, I find a lot of um, inspiration in canon. But if I was satisfied with the content of canon, I wouldn't write fan fiction. So if I'm not satisfied with what's happening in canon, why would I invest so much time in re- Telling it over and over again. That's just my that's just that's just my thought um, on the topic. You know, you put something down and it's like it fucking disappears on you. I just had my stylus and I put it down and now it's gone. It's like it disappeared and the dog isn't even in the house. He's outside. I don't know how that went between them, but he's outside. I, I heard him so. That's good. Little jackass. He's your dog, babe. Really? You have an attitude. All right. You are stubborn and quite certain of yourself, and when you want to be somewhere, you will be somewhere. <laughs> exactly. How do you. <laughs> Exactly. How do you expect your dog is not going to be the same way? Uh huh. So you know, I mean, like, I think there are. Wait, no, not dog. Um, but um, I think there are uh, there are static events in canon that I find um, very attractive and hard to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's um, those events, even if I don't always reference them, they're going to uh, resonate throughout my work anyway. Like uh Like John sitting in the chair the first time, um, that mm-hmm. event feels static to me in, in a lot of ways. Um, the black market in Afghanistan, or even uh, you know, not, not always. Be... Well, I'm not saying that the way the black mark was earned, but a black mark in Afghanistan that got him shipped down to um, uh, uh, Antarctica. You know, I mean, it, it really depends on what you want to do with John. I, th- I think that um, if you want to um, send him down to Antarctica, that's one way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. That's not how I did it in Ties That Well, see, he see he really didn't get a black mark in Ties That Bind for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Sentinels of Atlantis, he did, but he didn't end up in Antarctica because he was a Sentinel. True. Um, okay. So, you know, it just... It depends on what you want to do with it. And when you're twisting a canon mm-hmm. event to suit your purpose, um, it's important to not only write in 
um, he didn't in from uh, from from blue to um, green either. Um, there was no incident in Afghanistan mm-hmm. in my other Sentinel True. story. Um, but okay. what I think is important about that event is if you're going to include it, you need to give it um, more emotional impact than they did in canon. And if you're going to take it out, you have to either – if you're going to put him in Antarctica anyway, you need to figure out a way to do that in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. or – he doesn't go to Antarctica at all. So, or he goes to Cheyenne Mountain first, and then ends up in Antarctica because he has the gene. You know, so it you have to. Um, if you take something address, away, you have to put something in its place. Right, uh, unless you're doing a complete AU, and then you know all bets are off. Mhm. I'm trying to think of which of a complete AU where, and I can't. Oh no! Wait a second. A lot of um, the awakening could be considered a complete AU. Well, the only parts of the awakening that are canon are the mm-hmm. characters. Well, at least their names. Um, I've been told they're all written completely out of character. But fuck y'all. Ah, fuck them. Double bird. Double bird. Double bird, indeed. Um, uh, so, most of the characters are there in, in one form or another. Um, mm-hmm. Jim's job is the same, and Blair's is not. Um, and then, because Blair is so different... From canon, mm-hmm. his insertion into the story spins the whole thing away from canon completely, and that's the way that's the way it should be. When you when you make a fundamental change to a character like that, and then insert them into your canon environment, they're going to act and move through your plot in ways that they would not have done in canon. And if they act the very same, then you've not done the job properly. No. Your Awakening Blair is very he's very comfortable in law enforcement. Alright, he's um well he is law enforcement, that helps. But he's um this is his his, his people. These are, are the people he's he knows and likes and deals. You know, it's not him entering a new culture and trying to figure out where the the rules are, which is what uh, Canon Blair was trying to do for a long time. Yeah. So it does make a big difference. And honestly, I think the other one I really like that you've done is um, – Not Thirsty the Serpent King, um, War Mages. Because even though they start out in that one timeline as semi canon, because everything up until it seems, it, everything changes. You, you start changing things right away, and it gets really interesting. Well, it was important when they got thrown back in time against their will. It was that. Mm-hmm. They went back with no goals of their own, and then they were stuck there. 
it mm-hmm. became this moment where we're like, well, since we're here, <laughs> well, let's just fuck up all their shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. because you know, since we're here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Since we can't do jack shit about that, and then by the time they could do jack shit about it, and they were told they could go back to the life they had, that they would fix it. Um, they were invested. They they were invested, but also they had been given um, a chance to to do so much different and to save lives mm-hmm. and to create um, better bonds and better relationships with people. And in doing that, um, it's it changes everybody because when you change mm-hmm. one character, you're, you're, you, you personally, you are built on your experiences and your experiences are defined by the people around you. If, if a person yep. in your life, intimately in your life makes drastic changes, it changes your experiences with them and it changes you. So if you mm-hmm. take a character and you give them a th- you turn them 180 degrees and you make them something completely different than they were. And then you insert them into the situation. Every interaction they have with other people is going to alter and change them. And events are going to change and timelines are going to change and people are going to have different opinions about something. Um, If you had gotten Hermione during her first year, Mm-hmm. And told her that house elves need to be bonded to live. Spew would have never happened. What would have oh, happened instead so. was um, elf welfare reform. <laughs> it would have been like, okay, they need bonds, and we're going to make a network for people who need bonds because not every elf has a bond and they all need them, and we're going to need a welfare office and social workers. <laughs> And, and That's what we're gonna happen. find all we're gonna find all the families that can support a house elf and start petitioning them taking a house elf. It's your duty to your country. We've got we've got a minute left. <laughs> yeah. We've got a minute left. And it, it goes um, back to the changes have consequences. Yeah, absolutely. Your changes have consequences, and we'll talk about that more probably tomorrow. I'm t- I'm doing a short cool. show tonight because my mom is coming to get me in the morning at the <laughs> ass crack of dawn, is uh, well, which is about nine off? o'clock, non nine a.m. for me, which is about the ass crack of dawn for me. Um, I'll be and I don't, that point. I don't. Well, sorry. I won't be. <laughs> I will be in my mom's car, and they'll tell me what we're going to be doing. Anyways, you guys have a great oh, evening. And, um, I'll see yep. you. Uh, what? Seriously? See you tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Shut, Shut up, up and sit down. 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 down.